The last class of my old professor's life took place once a week in his house by a window in the study where he could watch a small hibiscus plant shed its pink leaves. The class met on Tuesdays. It began after breakfast. The subject was the meaning of life. It was taught from experience. No books were required, yet many topics were covered, including love, work, community, family, aging, forgiveness, and finally, death. The last lecture was brief, only a few words. A funeral was held in lieu of graduation. The last class of my old professor's life had only one student. I was the student. Well, I would like to go out. We used to go out a few miles into a long walk, you know, on a little path. You'd have the trees and the birds and the lake. And you just take in God's gift to humanity, you know. That was the voice of Maury Schwartz, and you are listening to Tuesday People Podcast. I am Mitch Album, your host, and the student who sat alongside Maury Schwartz for all those Tuesdays that became the book Tuesdays with Maury. And this podcast, Tuesday People, is the podcast incarnation, essentially, of that book 25 years later. The lessons that I learned alongside my dying professor now brought into the podcast world examined by me and our audience as how they look 25 years later and trying still to find a meaningful life when we really accept that our days on earth are limited somehow, some way. And we've been having a great time with this. Lisa Goitsch is alongside, as always, my friend and producer. Hi, Lisa. Hello there, Mitch and Tuesday people. And speaking of Tuesday people, before we get into today's program, which is going to deal with uh, one of the favorite chapters of the book, in terms of people's responses that I have noticed, and that being a perfect day. If you had one day of perfect health, one day before you died, what would you spend that day doing? And Maury had some interesting answers about that. But we've been so encouraged by the responses to this relatively new podcast. We really only started late last year. Uh, and we've gotten uh, a number of emails and and posts and feedbacks to our our site tuesday people site and i want to share some of them with you uh last week's podcast which we did with hope edelman who wrote the book motherless daughters and it all concerned itself with how you survive life and how you go on after you have lost your mother which was something that maury had happened to him when he was only eight years old and boy the response to that has been fantastic Nancy, a listener, wrote, what a fantastic podcast. This week's episode was so touching. I lost my father at 16, and the one thing I learned at that young age was that life was very short and we have no guarantees. It taught me how to live life now and never put things off. Do it now when you have your health and have the ability. Thanks so much for doing this podcast. A great lesson to learn from that, one of the things that Hope sort of brought about, and I think everybody who's lost somebody young, that is one of the um, things that we take with us, right? You know, don't wait. Life is short. I remember when I first yeah. went and saw Maury, I was in that kind of a hurry, too, because I had watched my uncle, uh, who was kind of a second father to me. I was really, really close to him. And when I was 21 years old, I watched him die from pancreatic cancer, basically right in front of me. I lived in the apartment below him and every night would would visit with him and his two very young children. And 
and you know was there the morning that he died and and I remember that set me on a path of do everything now do everything now because you never know how long you have and I was only 21 now the downside to that can be that you just get so caught up in not running out of time that you don't really right. enjoy the time that you have but that's going to be a, a topic of a of a of a future episode about you know when life scares you into trying not to miss anything how scared should you really be you know when when is that a healthy sort of fear that gets you off your rear end and when is it maybe not so healthy another comment by a woman named Cindy I've really enjoyed this podcast I lost my mom on 41018 and this was by far the hardest one to get through Thank you for sharing. I'll be reading this book now. So someone who hadn't read Tuesdays with Maury before. Another woman named Deb wrote, When I lost my mom, someone recommended Hope's book, which I devoured. I sent copies to my sisters and been telling people about it for years. Thank you for talking and writing about loss with such a clarity. It's unique to each person, but sharing helps. So it really struck a chord, uh, that episode, because I think a lot of people have lost their mothers. And it, it is a mm -hmm. blow, as, as Hope pointed out. It's a blow like no other. You know, you can lose a father. That's unique in its own way. A sibling, a husband, a wife. But the loss of your mother is 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 always going to be unique. I wrote an entire book, a novel called For One More Day, which was based on the whole idea of uh, a man who got one day back with his mother years after she had passed away. And it was a woman that she he never really understood what was really going on in her life and why she did the things that she did. And in the course of the day, he got to ask her all those questions. So that kind of brings us to today's topic in a roundabout way, which is the perfect day. So I had been visiting Maury, who was dying from ALS, and, you know, watching someone who has ALS is a difficult thing, Lisa, and the progression of it, which I observed with Maury when I first saw him, he could still wave his arms around a little bit, even though he was in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. By the end, there was no movement at all. I had to literally turn his head just for him to be able to Ugh. make eye contact with me. And during one of those visits, when it was really apparent the physical loss that he had suffered with ALS, really robs you ultimately of all your physicality, but not your brain. So I asked him, if you had a day out of this affliction, you don't have ALS, you get one day before you die, but you get your body back, your health back, you can do anything you want, what would it be? Now, I had imagined that Maury, having lived now for, you know, more than a year, essentially, in this depleted state, and right. months and months in this, in this chair, needing to be carried back and forth, that his imagination would take him to a day that would, okay, great. I get to walk again. I get to be out of this chair again. Get the airplane. Okay. Fire up the right. plane. Because remember, there was no limit to anything. It wasn't money. It wasn't anything you could do. Right. Fire up the plane. We're going to the French Riviera. And, uh, you know, then I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, uh, water ski and I'm going to skydive. Eat some cheese. Yeah. And, and all that. Well, that wasn't what he said. In fact, here was Maury's perfect day. Get up in the morning do my exercises, have a lovely breakfast of some kind of sweet rolls, and uh, probably tea, 
I go for the health club for a swim and a jacuzzi. Come home, have a nice lunch with delicatessen. And have all my friends come in, one, two at a time, talk about friends and family, talk about love, how we care about each other, and what we meant to each other. Then have a great dinner, maybe go to this lovely restaurant where you can get great pasta, something like that. Or duck, I love duck. Whatever the meal, and then go out dancing the rest of the night with great dance parties. Just dance free until I'm exhausted. Then go home and have a deep, deep sleep. That would be my day. Now, what should strike you about that, what struck me about that, was how ordinary it was, right? Get up in the morning, have breakfast. We do yep. that all the time. Go to the health club for a swim or a jacuzzi. We do that all the time. Perfect. Right? Come home and have lunch, deli, friends and family. Okay, maybe we don't do that every day, but certainly that's not an uncommon thing that people do. After an afternoon of talking with friends and hanging out, he just wanted to go to a nice restaurant, and then he wanted to dance right. all night. None of those things are out of the reach of anybody who's listening to us. No matter what nope. your economic state, no matter where you are, unless you too are afflicted with a disease that keeps you from the physicality of this, this is a really basic day, right? Yep. And so I said to him, okay, that's it? <laughs> you know, sort of like that. You, I just gave you... Anything, it's like a genie comes out of the bottle and says you right. can have three wishes. And, the, and they say, well, I, I wish these pants were a little looser. <laughs> you know, so that's, that's not a wish. Well, he said, what do you mean? And I said, it's such an ordinary day. And he basically said, well, that's the point. And I realized that there were two great lessons in that. One, when you are robbed of the ordinary, the ordinary becomes extraordinary. Right. Think of, Lisa, the last time you had a really knock-you-on-your-feet cold or flu. Mm -hmm. The only thing you want, right, is, oh, to, to let my head clear up and let me – I can get out of bed. I can't even get out of bed. Yeah. Just if I could just get out of bed and walk around and go make myself a cup of coffee, right? Such a yep. simple thing, but an ordinary thing, but it's been robbed from you by this terrible cold. Right. So now you yearn for it even more. You you yearn for it more than you yearn for the yacht and the flight to the French Riviera and the water. Because yep. those those are not in your life anyhow. You don't miss things you don't have. No. But you miss what you used to have that is suddenly taken from you, right? Yeah. Right. So when you don't have those things, suddenly they become precious. And that was the first part of what Maury taught me with this little exercise. I don't have the ability to get up and have breakfast. I don't have the ability to go out and just go dancing. I don't have the ability to take a jacuzzi or to go for a swim. Oh, if I only just had that again for one more day. And indirectly, he right. was sort of saying to me, Mitch, you can do this any day you want. 
So you can have my perfect day any day you want. And the indirect lesson of it was, do you appreciate the fact that you could have this day? When was the last time you spent a day just like that? And of course, my answer would have been, I can't remember because all I did back in those days was work. I just worked all day long, mm-hmm. work, 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 work all day long. You notice there was no part of this that contained work. Right. He never said, I'm, and then I'll go to the office for a few hours. Yeah. That wasn't no. in there. <laughs> so that was the first part was that the ordinary was extraordinary because he, he could no longer do the ordinary. Mm-hmm. And of course, the trick is to the second part of this, which is the beauty of a simple day. If you can appreciate it, if you can just appreciate the simple beauty, then a simple day becomes the perfect day. Now, this is a much bigger challenge. It's easy for someone who's afflicted with ALS, who is bedridden, attached to a dialysis machine, uh, you know, something that physically limits them from going forward in a regular day. It's easy for them to yearn for and appreciate a simple day of activities of eating and dancing and visiting with friends because they can't have it. But here's the challenge. If you can have it, and you, Lisa, and me, Mitch, and probably the majority of the people who are listening to this podcast could go out and have this day tomorrow, do you appreciate, can you appreciate how special an ordinary day really is because there's no think of what's not in this day that he just described there's no trauma there's no bad news there's no mm-hmm. stress there's no uh illness there's no bad weather there's no bad circumstances or rushing or hurrying or or tension think of all the things that are absent from this very simple day of a breakfast and a swim and a lunch and visiting with friends and a dinner and dancing. It's devoid of all that. And so many of our days are filled with exactly those things, tension and stress right. and problems and work and aggravation. So can you appreciate that you could have a day like this anytime you wanted if you just wanted to take it? Well, let me ask you, Lisa, that question. All right. Thank goodness you're not afflicted with ALS or anything like it. But let's say you have 24 hours to live. Mm-hmm. And I say, okay, you got one more day. Go ahead and fill up that day and make it perfect because it's going to be your last one. What would okay, be in that see. day? Walk me through that day. Well, hmm. I would start out and I'd go to breakfast because I love going to breakfast and I love breakfast food. And since it's my perfect day, I wouldn't be on um, Weight Watchers. <laughs> okay. Fair point. Yeah. Perfect day does not include Weight Watchers, okay. No, I would be eating whatever I wanted that day, and it would probably include pizza and french fries. Um, Okay. And, I mean, I would seriously do something simple like going out with my girlfriends or something, you know, and and just – or go. you know what I love to do? Go to the beach, which I live in California. I never make it out to the beach. Hmm. And that's a sad fact, you know, because you're so caught up in life and doing stuff. And um, I'd probably just go sit at the beach, get a little blanket. There would be no wind because it would be the perfect day and it would right. be nice and warm. Right. Um, and I would just, you know, eat my pizza on the beach and look at the ocean and maybe bring a book, which I never 
get to read anymore. Like it's, I, I do audio books most often because I can do it while I'm driving, you know, mm -hmm. but I would actually sit and look at a book and read and then come home and maybe watch some TV, which is simple and, um, go to bed. I, I don't know. I, wow. I, I, I don't. I'm very simple. Oh, I'd have to probably go to Target somewhere in there. <laughs> and, and, and a visit to Target. Okay. <laughs> and a visit to Target. <laughs> well, that that's a eminently doable day. I mean, basically what you described is Saturday. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, right. I mean, you could do all that this Saturday. You could get yeah. up, have breakfast, go to the beach, uh, you know, come home, I visit could. your friends, go to Target. And uh, yeah, you could. But will you? Well, there's never time. It just yeah. doesn't seem like there's time to do the simple or, but the thing is, if I'm to appreciate it too, you know, that's the thing is we don't appreciate the simple things like going right. to breakfast with somebody you love. You're like, Oh, we're just at breakfast, but try to look at it from the perspective of what if I couldn't do this? Right. You know, maybe that's how we have to look at things. Like some people can't do this. Well, I, yeah, that's, I think that's a good point. And, I challenge everybody who's listening to us, and I'd love for you to, you know, you've heard that you can correspond with us. And how? what's the simplest way for people to reach us, Lisa, is through? Through our, well, go to our website first at wetuesdaypeople.com. That contains all of our social media links and everything on there. So you can go there, and there's an email address there to write to us, um, as well as a phone number to leave, you know, phone calls and messages. But also, we do have our very active social a page on Facebook, our our Facebook private group, which is at We Tuesday People. So join and, that. And join that either one of those ways. And tell us your perfect day. What would be your version of this? Uh, again, if you're not limited in any way, then think of it as one day you get before you say goodbye to this planet. If you are afflicted in some way, if you're, if you're limited, if you, you, you know, you are suffering from a disease or you're bedridden or anything like that, then, then put it into that context. If, you know, you had one perfect healthy day, I'd love to hear the things that it contains. Mine has most certainly changed over the years. I think when I was younger, and certainly if Maury, when we discussed this and asked me that question, it would have probably included a little bit more adventure uh, a little bit more going and seeing this, that, and the other thing and experiencing, experiencing, you know, for myself, uh, standing on a mountain or, or, you know, swimming on a tropical island. But I think as, as I've gotten older, if I were in the same situation and I knew I had one day left before I was going to die, uh, I'm not sure that, yeah, I would include eating a meal. I don't know that I would make eating the biggest centerpiece of it. Uh, I'd have something that I really enjoyed. Uh, but what I would do is I would kind of look back on my life. And here's perhaps a challenge that, that you can take at home and sort of send into us and think, okay, when was I the happiest? When was I devoid of weight and, and I felt the lightest and, and just living really in the moment? And is there a way to do those things again? So, for example, mm -hmm. one thing for me that I have come is being with children. So many of you know that I operate an orphanage in Haiti and I'm there every month and we have 52 children that they're raising. I love being around the, ch the children. And to me, there is something both life affirming, but also uh, allowing you to let go 
about being with children. You really see like, okay, this is their turn. I had my time at that age. This is their time. Right. Let me impart something to them. Let me teach them something. That makes you feel that it's okay to go. You know, when you've mm-hmm. taught something to a younger person, I guess it's in some way it makes you feel like you're going to be remembered. You'll be yep. remembered by the lesson that you taught them. And so whenever I talk to our kids and I see their heads nod and they get it uh, or they ask, you know, we have these m- meetings of like the Young Gentlemen's Club, which are all the teenage boys or the Awesome mm-hmm. Girl Power Club, which are all the teenage girls. And they ask those questions that only teenagers could ask. And when I finally answer them and you see it's getting through and they kind of nod their head in that way, you feel good. It's like, okay, they have just been changed a tiny little bit by a piece of information right. and experience that I have had. It makes me feel okay to sort of end the session. And I think I would feel okay to do that if that was the last day of my life. I always loved performing with bands when I was younger because I was a musician when I first started out. So I would assemble a group of guys and play some music. doesn't have mm-hmm. to be for the Madison Square Garden. Just the joy of playing music. I would feel that again yeah. because that was one of those moments in my life that I always felt light and happy, you know. I, since I don't have to worry about getting injured, I'd play a game of basketball because I always love to play basketball. Nowadays, I don't play anymore because I'm always so worried about it. You know, one twist, one turn, and I'm out for nine months. I don't have to worry about that because it's my last day. So if I want to injure my hamstring, I could do that. Uh, And of course, the biggest thing is that all of my family, starting with my wife and then all of everybody we've surrounded with, siblings and nieces and nephews and uncles and aunts and everything, that I would see them all. And that would, you know, whatever it was that we were doing, if we were eating or if we were talking or if we were playing a game or whatever, we were all playing music together, that would be perfect for me. And so, again, my day isn't so much different than yours and it's not so much different than Maury's. Everybody probably has their own little wrinkles on it, uh, but it tends to contain the people that we care about. It mm-hmm. tends to contain activities that were carefree, that were that were not troublesome, that didn't come with stress, and it doesn't contain work, which is yeah, so interesting. So we spend so much of our time in our life working, and yet all these perfect days, and I'm imagining the ones that we'll get sent in and we'll read in next week's show, are not going to basically say, "Well, I'll put in at least four hours down at the at the office." You know, I'll, right. <laughs> I'll, 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 you know, I'll spend four hours doing the actuarial tables that, you know, because I always love numbers. I don't think it's going to contain that. And one other thing that Maury said that his perfect day, he kind of added this on later. He said, can I add, you know, kids like, can I put one more right. thing in? He wanted one more thing. And I think it's worth listening to. Listen to this. Well, the one thing I left out, which I would like to insert now, is to get into nature, to go for a ride into the country and really appreciate what is given to us, which we so take for granted. I do miss that chance to really experience the world. I would like to go out. We used to go out a few miles into a long walk, you know, on a little path. You'd have the trees and the birds and the lake, and you just take in God's gift to humanity, you know? And it's something quite 
marvelous about that. And I miss uh, seeing that. That's something I think that's really precious, too. Uh, you said it a little bit about going to the beach. I said it about a, a mm-hmm. nice setting. To appreciate the world that we're actually in, look out the window of wherever you are if you're listening to us. And, and maybe you're, you're in a setting where you're there every day and you never bother to really appreciate it. You never go walk amongst those trees. You never go take a walk into that park. You never go down to the beach that's only a few blocks away from you. But there is something about this world that if suddenly you are told, okay, it's going to be taken away from you, suddenly mm-hmm. makes you appreciate it. You're not going to ever see those mountains again. You're not going to ever see trees again or a beach again or a lake again. Suddenly what? You feel like, I've got to go see them all. Right. Again, these are things you can do right now. So I guess the point of this little lesson is that the perfect day that you would choose if you knew it was to be your last may well be within your grasp already. Yep. And if it is, then you know what I'm about to say. Go live it tomorrow. Do it. What are you waiting for? Now, believe me, I'm not talking about someone who said, yes, and I just got off the beach myself. I mean, I didn't. I I worked (laughs) this morning and I went to the doctors and then there are other. But so I'm not presenting myself as some perfect edition of this. But I learned this lesson from Maury. And I remember being stunned when he gave me that answer and really walking out of that room thinking, wow, I just learned something that I did not know. And I've never forgotten that day. In many ways, that was an element of a perfect day for me because it contained learning something. And Mm -hmm. I hope that that lesson is passed on to you. And I, I really anxiously look forward to hearing from you and hearing what your perfect day would be. This will be a discussion that will carry on, uh, into future podcasts because I, I'm sure there are wrinkles that people would put into it. But if you find when you add yours up or write it down that it is eminently reachable from where you are right now, then Please don't wait. Go and grab that perfect day now. Maury would have if he could have. And uh, my hope is that whatever and however heaven presents itself, that it included breakfast and dancing and swimming and the jacuzzi and nature and all those things that he wanted in his perfect day. That would be a nice, it's a nice idea to keep in mind. So on that note, we wish you a perfect day uh, for today on this Tuesday. And we'll be back here again uh, next Tuesday with another edition of Tuesday People. You already know how to reach us on social media. Thank you so much for the, uh, the, the notes, the calls. Please keep them coming. They help us make for a better show. We're going to have some interesting guests coming up in the next few weeks as well. We always enjoy when somebody stops by and spends some time with us here in Tuesday People. And we'll continue to do that. So, Lisa, go on out and... Call in sick today or tomorrow and hit the beach. I want to do that. I'm going to skip the French fries. Skip the French fries, but hit the beach (laughs) and have that perfect day. And all of you listening at home, uh, until we see you again next Tuesday on another Tuesday People podcast, this is Mitch Album on behalf of Lisa Goich wishing you a fabulous week. Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, we're Tuesday People. <laughs>